Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dakota Lynch and Randy Williamson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. I'm your host, Dakota Lynch. And I'm Randy Williamson. All right, so today's episode is the second part of this four-part series where we are talking about obstacles to memorizing Scripture. So whether you are a veteran Scripture memorizer or a first-timer, we know that we all face certain obstacles that threaten to derail us from embracing Scripture memory as a consistent spiritual discipline. In our last episode, we talked about ways to integrate Bible memorization into a busy work schedule. And that episode dealt with more of the practical nuts and bolts surrounding this issue. That's right, Dakota. In our last episode, we offered three tips to overcome the obstacle of a busy work schedule. And just to recap for a moment, those three tips were to prioritize your best thing, then pinpoint your best time, and then finally, practice your best method. So if you missed that episode, we encourage you to go back and listen to that. And in this episode, we're going to shift our focus a little bit from busyness to distractions. And I think it's worth pointing out that busyness and distractions are not really the same things. Uh, Busyness is usually a result of our God-given responsibilities. Think about your job and your family, whereas distractions are those unnecessary time wasters that can so easily consume hours of our life every single week. So today we're going to talk about some specific distractions we face and provide some biblical reminders of why scripture memory deserves our undivided attention in the midst of distraction. It's impossible to talk about distraction though, Randy, without talking about smartphones because most of us struggle to one degree or another with our phone consumption. Here are just a few stats that bear that out. On average, Americans check their phones 96 times a day. Translation, once every 10 minutes. But it gets even worse for those who are between the ages of 18 and 24, where the national average is about double that with them checking their phone 192 times a day. Now, this really convicted me. According to one study, the average person spends 90 minutes a day on social media. That was back in 2012. The latest research from 2020 says it's more like two and a half hours every single day that we're spending on social media. So if we're not careful, what happens is that we end up giving our phones a tithe of our time, while spiritual disciplines like scripture memory feed on the crumbs that fall from the table of our ever-busy lives. So our obsession with smartphones I think it has led to a a real paradox, which is that people desire to be alone in public and yet never alone in private. Dakota, before we move on, I've got to stop you. You've you've got to unpack that for our listeners. What you just said, that sounds like a bit of an oxymoron. What does it mean to 
be alone in public and never alone in seclusion. What are you talking about? Well, let me paint a picture. A few weeks ago, my wife and I went to Olive Garden. That's one of our favorite restaurants. The, you have the, the nice music and the nice aroma. And yet, as I looked around, I noticed a particular family to my left. I think it was a family of five. He had the parents and three of their children. And in the midst of this opportunity to fellowship with each other, every single member of that family was sitting staring at their phones and totally closing out the people around them, even the people that they loved. And I think that's an example of being surrounded by people, even the people that we care most about, and yet neglecting them to be alone with our devices. Now, here's another example, which covers the opposite end of that spectrum, or in other words, this is what it would look like for our phones to be a source of busyness and community when we really ought to be alone. So just imagine, you've had a a busy day at the office, you've had a marathon of meetings, phone calls, emails all day long, you've endured those 30 minutes of rush hour to get home, and for the first time in the last 12 hours, you find yourself alone in the peace and quiet of your home. But instead of enjoying that blessing of solitude, how often do we pull out our phones and immerse ourselves once again in the pseudo-community of social media. And in those cases, we should be alone, but we struggle to unplug from the constant stimulation of our smartphones. Mm. Dakota, that's crazy. And it would be almost comic if it weren't true. We've all seen examples of this. So it's sad. There's even there's even a term for this. So widespread is it? It's a term called FOMO or fear of missing out. How do you think this problem, this fear of missing out digitally affects our scripture memory specifically? I think it impacts our scripture memory in at least two ways. One of those would be what I call memory negligence, and the other would be memory multitasking. So let's talk about memory negligence. That's when we just omit scripture memory from our lives altogether because we don't want to unplug from our devices to to commune with God through the Word. So In that example, it's things like Facebook and TV and all of these distractions. And because we're so inundated with those things, God's Word doesn't have any place at all. And and in some cases, memory multitasking is the problem. And that's where we make time for Scripture memory, but at the very best, we're distracted in the midst of that. And so I think we really need some biblical reminders of why Scripture memory deserves our intentional focus in the midst of busyness. And in today's episode, we're talking about distractions. But Randy, that leads us right up to our passage of the day. That's right, Dakota. And I'll be sharing two verses that have to do with time. Very fitting. I'll be reading Psalm 90, verses 10 and 12. This is a psalm of Moses, and really throughout this psalm, he's making a striking contrast between God and man, the eternality of God, and then man's shortness of days, the brevity of his life. Listen to the word of God now. Psalm 90, 10 and 12. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80, yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. So teach us to number our days, that we may get a heart of wisdom. The psalmist Moses here says that life is brief, 
And because of that, we need to make wise use of our time. And Dakota, as I was thinking about this scripture and our topic today, I was thinking back to the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis and letter 21 specifically. If you recall the premise of that book, there's an experienced demon, an experienced tempter, who's writing to his nephew, who's an unexperienced tempter in how to engage and entangle humans. And in Lesson 21, uh, Letter 21, rather, he explains how the common person views time. And this this is very striking. He says, most individuals operate under the assumption, my time is my own, and have the feeling that they start each day as the lawful possessor of 24 hours. That's one of the things that we think, that our day is ours, our time is ours, so we can do whatever we want. And that's not true, is it? It's not ours. It belongs to God. And since our days belong to God, he has the right to determine the priorities, the best use of our time, the best use of our day. You know, Randy, I'm just thinking about Something that's often crossed my mind as I as I stand in my bedroom and I look at the mattress, I think, look how much of my life is spent just unconscious. And that adds up to, you know, for most people, a third of their lives. And I would encourage our listeners, do this calculation when you have time. Think about, on average, how much time you spend every day staring at your phone, watching cat videos on YouTube, watching uh, whatever th- uh, scrolls through your newsfeed on Facebook – And then do the math and say, if this is my reality for the next 30 years, for the next 50 years, how many months of my life have I surrendered to nothingness? And yet it's so convicting that we often uh, trick ourselves into believing that I just don't have time to memorize Scripture. So how do we live so that we prioritize Scripture memory as a discipline that God commands? And and so in this episode, we want to share with you three specific things to remember. And the first one is this, remember the king you serve. So the Bible teaches us all about the sovereignty of God. And this is obviously a broad topic with many facets, but at its heart, the sovereignty of God means that God is king. And he's not merely a king, but he is the king. And scripture consistently refers to the Lord in this way. One example of that is in Psalm 103, which is a Psalm of David. And David, who was an earthly king, speaks in verse 19, of the king who rules over creation. And he says this, the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Most of our listeners, I think, would agree that God is the king and the majority would probably even say that he is their king, but we can sometimes fail to live out that belief practically. We we fail to understand the full ramifications of God's kingship. So if he is king, That makes us his servants. That means he's in the driver's seat, not us. Our time is is not ours to do what we want, but our every day, our every hour, our every minute all belongs to God. Mm, That's a good word, Dakota. As you're saying that, I'm reminded of a guy that I knew a long time ago in a faraway place, and I used to witness to him. He did not confess to be a Christian, quite the opposite. He would say he was not a Christian. He didn't walk with the Lord. And so I would go and visit him periodically, and I would share the gospel with him, and I would talk with him about gathering to worship the Lord with the church on Sundays. And I'll never forget his reply. He would tell me consistently, he said, that's all well and good, but I work six days a week. Sundays 
are mine. That's my day. That's my time. It, it's my day to fish, my day to hunt, my day to ride my motorcycle, my day to work in my shop. His reply has struck me on several occasions because there have been times in my life, I don't know about you, Dakota, when I've thought that way. Where's my time? I want to go do X, Y, and Z. And when I say that, when I think that, I go back to the times that I witnessed to that guy, and I realize that I'm thinking like an unbeliever when I say time belongs to me, Mm. when I possess it. So our first key to overcoming distractions is to remember the king you serve. Now, Randy, share with us that next thing that we ought to remember as we battle distractions in life. The second thing that we need to consider in order to overcome distractions is to think about the treasure you gain. A lot of our choices in the Christian life, they involve instant gratification versus the eternal reward. What the world offers us is for today, the instant gratification of the eyes, the ears, the flesh. The Christian faith, on the other hand, calls us to say no to those things and yes to the things of God. The rewards for pursuing the things of God, though, they're often they're distant. We won't experience them fully unto glory. Yet we know that the sacrifice of abstaining from the earthly, from the instant gratification, it's worth it because the treasure we gain is ultimately superior. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, 19 to 21, he said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus says that heavenly treasure is far superior to earthly treasures. Rewards that Christians lay up, they're not subject to decay, destruction, or theft. And we can confidently say that when you memorize God's word, you're laying up heavenly treasure. It reminds me of when I was a kid. I used to go with my dad once a week to gas up at his truck, uh, gas up his truck at a little filling station called the Corner Mart. And they had a great comic book section. And I collected Zorro comic books. And I was always wanting a comic book from the store. And there were many times he would tell me, if you want something today, I can get you a candy bar. But if you wait till payday, I'll get you three or four comic books instead. And I had to decide whether to take the good that was immediate or wait on the great. It's the same with the things of God. We say no to instant pleasures so we can say yes to the glorious riches of heaven. Say yes to memorizing God's word, remembering, knowing the treasure you stand to gain. That's great. So thus far, we've talked about remembering the king you serve, remembering the treasure you gain. And and finally, we want to talk about remembering the change you need. Now, as Randy said, most Christian rewards are in the future. So in other words, we'll experience their consummation in heaven. But that's not to say that memorizing God's word doesn't yield benefits in the here and now. It absolutely does. And Paul exhorts Christians in Romans 12 too. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. After our justification, believers begin a process called sanctification, and sanctification at its core is really just the removal 
of the practice of sin from our lives. And knowing God's word is a key part, an indispensable part of this process because sanctification begins with the renewing of our minds. So we have to reject worldly patterns of thinking and embrace a whole new set of values. And when we memorize the word of God, it makes the journey, God's word makes the journey from the pages of our Bible to our mind as we memorize it, then into the heart as we understand it, and out into our lives as we put it into practice. Scripture memory is an instrument that God uses to bring the real change you need. None of us really want to remain as we are, right? We, we don't want to be stagnant in our growth, and each time we don't want to prioritize Scripture memory or we get caught up in the current of digital distractions, remember the change that we need and go to the Word of God with undistracted focus. No one has ever said to me, hey, Facebook changed my life. Facebook turned my my life around, and now my spiritual uh, journey has been rejuvenated. But no, it's God's Word that does these things. So in review, as you face distractions this week, remember the King you serve, remember the treasure you gain, and remember the change you need. Well, that is about all the time we have for this episode. As always, be sure to tune in to our next episode as we continue this series on common obstacles to memorizing Scripture. And just to give you a preview, the title of our next episode is The Danger of Waiting Until You Feel Like It. And to make sure you don't miss that episode or any of our future podcasts, please be sure to subscribe and join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at scripturememory.com or download Verse Locker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.